<laughs> Wes, I had somebody in the store with trekking poles, and I was talking about it. And they weren't listening, were they? They said that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a. You know, it makes for better selfies. I tell you, they're not gonna have the whole group smiling in their pictures. I went for a hike over in Brevard up to John's Rock, which is hmm. a great hike. There's a great loop up there if you go to the Interpretive Center alongside the Davidson River, and uh, you can hit the trail, hike up to John's Rock, which overlooks that entire Davidson River Valley. Uh, up on this granite round rock that you can get up to the top of. And, I, man, I take my trekking poles everywhere. If I'm going to walk, it's almost like I can't walk or hike without them. But I was uh, trekking my way up there, got up there easily because of the efficiency that the trekking poles allowed. And But I did hear um, uh, someone say, hey, what, what, are, you, what are those? And, uh, and it was a lady with her family, and her husband said, he's a professional. I mean, it makes you feel that way. It makes you look that way. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if it's true. It is true because it is so wonderful to have those things. Yeah. Uh, that's a great loop trail, too, for people who want to go up there to uh, that place. And you can get a map right there at the entrance of Pisgah National Forest. They give them away and, and do that hike. But if you're not going to be out there hiking, and, of course, so many people this time of year are fishing. Yep. We had uh, former bass professional Chris Hart on talking about how the fish are moving into the deeper waters. If you're bass fishing, if you're on one of our area lakes, so uh, you know, make mind of that. And he talked about using lures that m- had movement to them yep. and maybe some noise to them. So that's something for our bass guys to remember. A lot of them have uh, the ability to utilize technology, fish finders and all of that. But if you don't, maybe remember to get that thing down and work it across the water below um, to affect that bass strike. You know, Bill, we've had a lot of people in this week, a lot, maybe the wrong term, three or four really good heavy-duty fishermen in who have been targeting carp species what? in local ponds. And Dave the Berg Mangler Bergman made a really good point of they may not be grass carp. It could just be common carp. And ah, the big yeah. difference is those grass carp, of course, aren't going to take any kind of insect fly. They're vegetarian. So we've got some mulberry flies, some things that look like vegetation. But, you know, Bill, carp on a fly rod is incredible <laughs> if you get it to, to take the fly because they can be picky. They can be a little lazy. They'll spit the fly out. But if you hook one in, oh yeah, it's game time. That is a bunch of fun. Um <laughs> So a lot of these ponds around here and some of the lakes do have pretty large carp and pretty good-sized populations. So get out there and get one. I can't remember the recipe on how to cook a carp. Have you ever heard that? Give it to somebody else? (laughs) Well, you get a board and you gut the fish, take out all its innards and that sort of thing, and and nail the carp to a board. Kind of like a catfish. Yeah, uh, and then you... uh, and, and then you throw the fish away and eat the board. Yeah, that sounds like about that. right. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's not my thing, but, you know, I have to admit in most cases I'm perfectly happy catching and releasing or not even not even catching, just getting out there. So, well, you know, Bill, we talk in fly fishing a lot about matching the hatch, the hatch of the bugs. Oh, yeah. So we want our flies to look like what's happening in the wilderness. And a lot of those charts are old. Yes, and they are. the seasons have shifted a little bit. You know, we've been really hot and really wet. But we're near as makes no difference, Bill. We're getting into August. So what kind of 
hatch are we looking at always real quick before we gotta go oh that's right well most of it's going to be happening underwater so peacock uh peacock wet flies um little caddis flies caddis pupa yeah is one that's a good one top water stuff stimulators which really doesn't imitate anything but it kind of imitates everything and and also we have some parachute atoms. Mm. Those are working. We would recommend getting up to the higher level trout streams if you're going to be heading towards western North Carolina because the weather's cooler there, the water is cooler there, and therefore the fish are a little bit feistier. So. And if you need a friend to go fishing, you can hire one of our guides to go with you. It makes for a much more successful day on the water. Check it out, jessebrowns.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our guest from Adventure Marketing Group. Michael Smith joined the program. We were glad to learn about trekking poles and all of that. For Wes Lawson and Tommy Fradenberg and Cat Harrell making the podcast happen, this is Bill Barty saying get outdoors and make the Carolina outdoors look a little bit better than you found it and pick up your trash. <laughs>